Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Good morning. It is Wednesday, November 15th, five minutes after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So Republican presidential candidate and former UN ambassador Nikki Haley really put her foot in it this time. You're angry about this. I am not happy about this at all. It's rare you get actually angry, and I could feel the steam coming off you as you walked down the hall a few minutes ago. Well, you know what? I think Nikki Haley has said some good things. She said some bad things. You say that she's highly annoying. Yes, she is. But with this latest thing that she said, uh, vowing to require all social media users to be verified by name due to national security, (laughs) really does not sit well with me. Let's all watch as she sets her campaign on fire. Yeah, okay. So, uh, do you want to, is there audio with this? Do you you want to play the audio and then we'll comment on it yep. that would probably be best so people aren't like you're totally taking it out of context when i get into office the first thing we have to do social media accounts social media companies they have to show america their algorithms let us see why they're pushing what they're pushing the second thing is every person on social media should be verified by their name that's first of all it's a national security threat when you do that all of a sudden, people have to stand by what they say, and it gets rid of the Russian bots, the Iranian bots, and the Chinese bots. And then you're going to get some civility when people know their name is next to what they say. Accountability. And they know their pastor and their family member is going to see it. It's going to help our kids, and it's going to help our country. Okay, so um, you can say it now, or you can wait till the end of the segment. Rob, you were right about Nikki Haley. I, I will just leave it at you're your discretion where you're just going to wait. <laughs> One of the great things about politics is if you make these people talk, and in mm-hmm. this case, she's running for president, so she's doing nothing but talking, they will tell you who they are and what you what they really think. And with someone like Nikki Haley, her track record is incredibly obvious. I saw Nikki Haley give a speech in 2015. She was the featured speaker at, this is when I still used to get invited to these Mm -hmm, things, mm -hmm. the fall, I think this this was the fall state party dinner here in in Indiana. And she's gross. Mm -hmm. And I've been saying this for a very long time. I mean, the fact that she teamed up with Trump after at that speech and in many speeches before that was an immense never Trumper should have told you everything you need to know about this person and about their lack of moral fortitude and and who she is. But for many people that they need they need it to hit them between the eyes and this should be the example of what a complete authoritarian this woman is mm-hmm. and how she believes that she as the decider, the ruler, the queen essentially has the right to whatever personal information of yours that she desires. Uh there is a solution to this, Casey. Yeah. And it is called Section 230. And Section 230 is a section in the law. It was carved out in 1996, long before there was YouTube or Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or any of these social media apps when the internet was still relatively new. Because the the government said, look, we want we this was back when the government actually promoted free speech. They said, we want to embrace and support the idea of free speech. So we're not going to hold, there was no social media, but we're not going to hold internet companies accountable. They were forum boards or message boards or comment sections and articles back then accountable for what other people say. We want to foster, if this is indeed the new public square, or this new frontier, we want to foster public 
speech, mm-hmm. free speech, the yep. same way we do it at our, our town halls, et cetera. So they gave internet companies, for lack of a better term, broad discretion, broad immunity, essentially, on how accountable they could be held, which is a good idea. It is a good thing. We should foster the idea of free speech. The problem becomes when you have a Facebook or a previously a Twitter who is stymieing free speech, well, now you no longer are the town square. You're, you are, you can either be a publisher or a platform. They are becoming a publisher. They're not a, they're not a platform. If she wanted to solve this, which she doesn't, she just wants to be a, a horrific human being. She would simply say, we're going to withdraw section 230 or reform section 230. Mm-hmm. And we're going to fix this issue by which it forces these companies to ultimately police themselves. She doesn't want to do that though. She wants to go after the individual. It's no different than the IRS. With these new IRS agents, they're not targeting the billionaires like you're told by the government because the billionaires have accounts that make sure they're within the letter of the law. They're going to target you who doesn't have an army of accounts. It's no different. It is about a very... Nikki Haley's a dangerous person. She's a warmonger, industrial military complex, horrific person who has no business being near the presidency. And thankfully, we let her talk long enough and she rose enough in the polls. People paid attention and she told you what she really is. Yeah, she talked long enough and told you exactly what she wants to do, which is openly push for the government to use private tech companies to censor speech and anonymous speech. It's a core part of free speech, which the founders knew. I mean, just look at Alexander Hamilton, James Madison. They wrote the Federalist Papers, right? They were not national security threats. And she's doing this to many conservative, everybody. It's a flagrant violation of the Constitution. And it sounds very much like a Democrat. Well, right. Okay. And so... There is merit in the sense of saying, look, if a social media company is going to provide a platform for anonymous people to write and say highly, I always get them confused. I think slander is the one in the written word. Libel is the spoken word. Yes. Mm -hmm. If If a social media company or website is going to provide cover to anonymous people writing highly ridiculous things, then there should be recourse if that person has written that thing to find out who that person is. However, simply saying, well, everybody's just just got to divulge who they are. No, absolutely not, because there's many people who post anonymously because they're critical of their government or they're critical of their politicians who, for one reason or another, either, either it's simplistic as enough, enough as they just don't want to be outed or they are in the government or uh, are connected to the government in some fashion and would lose their jobs, they simply don't want to be outed. You mentioned the, the founders and the Federalist Papers. Mm-hmm. There, there is, there has to be an ability and a, and a, a way to hold people accountable if they're going to write things that are in violation of code, statute, laws, etc. Under anonymous names and find out who those people are. Yet people who are simply critical of their government or divulge information relevant to society that is not not crossing that line, that those people are allowed to remain anonymous. I think it's a really dangerous thing to say. Um, You know, she just wants to go after anybody who doesn't have their real name attached to anything they say. And Tony Katz tweeted about this yesterday. I didn't know he spoke French, but he said, what about nom de plume, which means what about a writer's name? I'll give you a really easy example to understand. Yes. Dear Abby. Yeah. That's not her legal name. Are you going to 
going to say somebody like that has to use their real name for everything. But with Nikki Haley, it just seems every day that goes by, she's very much entrenched with special interests. She's, as you mentioned, she's a war hawk and she just wants to surveil every American. I'll, I'll put it out there. I'm out on Nikki Haley. Yeah, there you go. I am yeah. out on Nikki Haley. I like it. But Ron DeSantis had a few things to say about her and she said that, uh, he said that she is a, she has the left wing mindset. She will kowtow to elite opinion, the media, and, and big corporations. That is how she falls down. You can pretty much set your clock to it. She has never fought any big fight on our behalf as conservatives um, and won any big fight. Anytime the guns come out, anytime the left does, she cuts and runs. You know, I remember when um, the George Floyd riots were happening. I called out the National Guard. I said, I'm standing with police. She was tweeting that it needed to be personal and painful for every single person. And I'm thinking to myself, why does that need to be personal and painful for you or me? We had nothing to do with it. It just shows an example of her adopting uh, this left-wing mindset and accepting the narrative. We need leaders who are going to fight the narrative. We need leaders who are going to fight back against the left and beat the left. And I'm the only one running that has a firm track record of defeating the Democrats and defeating the left on all these issues. I think she just got some really terrible advice. She is very wrapped up on the social media thing. Vivek baited her and talking about, you know, her daughter being on TikTok. She took it a step further. And that step further was the one that was too far. Yeah. And I got them mixed up, Casey. Libel is the written word. Slander, Slander is, is the, the spoken. The spoken word. I was trying to do this off the top of my head. And that's an egregious mistake. And I'm highly sorry. And I, I told you, I said, now that you're in charge of the show, mm-hmm. if I ever do something that embarrasses you in any shape, form or fashion or make incorrect statements, you may rip me publicly. So while I've given you the opportunity to denounce Nikki Haley, which you have, I will also own up in this segment and allow you to <laughs> blast me for getting those two crossed up. In the same segment, you were right and wrong. <laughs> it is 15 after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Some people call me the space cowboy. It is 18 minutes after 10. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Let's take a look at what's happening to the uh, state north of us in Michigan. A judge ruled or actually dismissed that lawsuit that tried to use the 14th Amendment, the insurrectionist ban to remove Donald Trump from the state's ballot in 24. The judge ruled that, uh, nope, sorry, uh, Donald Trump can be on the ballot. And the Secretary of State has listed him now. Her name is Jocelyn Benson. Uh, She announced on Monday that the list of names for the 24 presidential primary in the Wolverine state does, in fact, include Donald Trump. Uh, It is a stretch to think you could kick someone off the ballot for insurrection when not only that person, but also every other American has not been charged with insurrection. Does seem like a bit of a stretch, Mm -hmm. doesn't it? Yeah. And... Again, just a complete waste of everyone's time and effort and energy because no one did anything that remotely resembled insurrection in on January 6th or any other day, which is why no one, no one, zero, not a single solitary human being, Donald Trump or otherwise, has been charged with a crime of insurrection. So last week, the Minnesota Supreme Court rejected uh, something very similar. 
against Donald Trump in their state, and then the one in Colorado is pending right now. And I'm sure that one will fall too, just like these other states have. But to your point, nobody being charged with insurrection. And uh, if they were, well, what about what happened at the White House uh, last weekend? Well, that's a great with, point. With people jumping the fence and trying to unlock the fence at the White House right. and, and putting paint everywhere and how the Secret Service had an emergency uh, return yeah. call back into service. Well, and it, it goes back to the self-importance that these people in Washington, D.C., these congressmen, senators, whatever, put on themselves because there's video. You don't have to take my word for it. You can see it. It's all over the Internet of literally people standing at these gates mm-hmm. uh, on January 6th and Capitol Police opening the gates and letting people walk into the Capitol. Look, no offense, but if I'm driving home and there's an area where it is roped off and I see a police officer waving me forward, I'm going to drive forward. I'm not going to assume, boy, I might be charged with rioting if I drive forward as this person in uniform is telling me to come on in or, in this case, to move forward. Mm -hmm. There's so many people who have been prosecuted for simply doing – I mean, there's like video evidence of police saying, come on in, it's fine, go this way – it, it is just utterly ridiculous that that is deemed the most egregious act to ever happen on American soil. And yet you got the thing that happened, whatever that was, last week or a week and a half ago now or whatever it's been. Or you have these maniacs who are shaking the gates at the White House. And it's like, oh, it's a mostly peaceful protest. It'll be fine. Not only were they shaking the gates, but they were unscrewing the fence and... Uh, the Secret Service had an emergency recall when those that were scheduled to come in later in the day were called in immediately and all of the agents had to come into work. It's all about who they like. It's all about what cause they're promoting. And if it's who who you like and what cause you're promoting that they agree with, well, then it's fine and everybody go home and you crazy kids get out of here. If you're a Donald Trump voter, well, now we'll lock you in jail for years at a time. Mm-hmm. And in some cases, again, I mean, you know, we've had people like Stan Lovins, who was there that day, who said those people were, you know, what he observed doesn't match the narrative of what is told out, you know, that's out there. But yet people, you know, it, there's two tiers of justice right now based on what your political beliefs are, and that should scare the hell out of everyone. It is 23 minutes after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Let's talk about this stack data strategy. They uh, project that Donald Trump would beat Joe Biden for the presidency if the election were held today. Uh They did this. It's a polling model, Mm -hmm. and they found that Trump would win 292 votes and Biden would get 246 votes. So that'd be 292 electoral votes Mm -hmm. and Biden 246. Now, does this include Robert F. Kennedy Jr. in the... No, it's just the two of them. I am am now dismissing any poll that does not include Robert F. Kennedy Jr. in the model. Now, does that mean Robert F. Kennedy Jr., by the time Election Day a year from now comes around, that he's going to be some juggernaut that's going to start carrying states or getting electoral votes? No. But right now poll after poll that includes him shows him, you know, in some cases as high as being in the 20s in some of these polls. So I I'm putting a new ban, Casey. I'm putting a new ban. We're not going to pay attention to any polls that don't include RFKJ? Here's the deal. All right. You do the template, so you're free to put whatever you want on the template. I am not participating in any more polls conversation 
that does not include Robert F. Kennedy Jr. right now, as long as he is a viable candidate polling, you know, somewhere between 10% or above, which he is. You have to include him because he clearly makes a difference in the outcome of who the ultimate winner would be. So this poll, though, it did say that Biden would win Michigan and Nevada, but it projected that Biden would lose Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Arizona, and Georgia. No way. There's no way he loses Pennsylvania because of the mass mail-in unaccountable voting. He will start. Uh, what is today? Today is the 15th, mm-hmm. November the 15th. It is 1024 in the a.m. He will start on election night. By the grace of God, you and I will still be here employed doing this radio show. Um, that he will start with hundreds of thousands of votes in the lead on election night next year. And it will simply be impossible for Trump to overcome. And they'll probably call Pennsylvania by, like, say, 11 or 12 o'clock that night. It'll be the same thing that happened to Dr. Oz. It'll be the same thing that screwed Trump in twenty in 2020. It is when you, unless that changes, if you're just allowed to throw votes at random people and go, well, gee, hope it comes back to the person we sent it to. There's no way Donald Trump is going to win Pennsylvania. Okay, so the interesting thing about this poll is it goes against what you said yesterday, that someone like a Gavin Newsom would boat race um, if he were put up. This poll found that if the Democrats put forward a different candidate than Biden, Uh for example, Kamala Harris or Gavin Newsom, Trump would win by an even larger margin. I wholeheartedly. Now, if it's Kamala, that's a different story, but it would absolutely not be Kamala. Once you get... Ga- Greasy Gavin and the machine. A lot of people don't know who Gavin Newsom is. They don't live in California. Mm-hmm. They don't intricately pay attention to the process or the politics. Once the media gets their fangs into the Gavin Newsom spin machine or Michelle Obama or the Oprah or whoever it might be, I'm t- I just I find it very hard to believe any person without high levels of negative, known negative. Obviously, Gavin Newsom has immense negative, but no negative. Now, if it's Bernie Sanders or it's uh, Chuck Schumer, I mean, not that Chuck Schumer would actually run for president, but any of those people, okay. But someone unknown who looks the part, who has the ability to spin whatever narrative he wants, I think that person's going to do very well thanks to the mainstream national media. So there was a different poll that was done by Global Strategy Group and the Financial Times, and they found out that just 14% of respondents said they were better off financially since Biden took office, and 55% said that they were worse off. What was the number four better? Uh, 14%. (laughs) Can you imagine <laughs> facing the world with a straight face going, knowing that only I'm doing better now? Yeah, if only 14% said they're doing better. Things are good now. Yeah. Yay. 27 after 10, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Good morning. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. From you, Kendall and Casey present Voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. It's time to 
to hear from you with your questions, comments, smart remarks, with your voicemails, 317-684-8444. That is the phone number. So the uh, discovery of cocaine at the White House was a topic of conversation yesterday because they released those photos of yeah. the cocaine in the little cubby. Mm-hmm. Although it was first reported that it was in the library and then it switched to being somewhere outside the situation room. It's like a game of Clue. Right. And then it went into a cubby. Uh, but uh, we had a conversation about that, and then somebody wanted to call and comment on it. Hey, guys. After hearing your um, review of uh, cocaine with uh, Kevin's help there, um, I believe, and then right after that, you went into Biden and his forgetfulness. I think it proves that the cocaine was actually Biden's, and that may be what he used in order to be sharp. Those few times that he's actually been somewhat sharp when, uh, you know, doing speeches or whatever. So just thought I'd put that out there. Mm-hmm. So President Biden was at Camp David at the time of the oh, discovery of the sure. substance, which was labeled many things throughout the investigation. Of course, uh, the FBI had lab results. They said there was not DNA, and then there was DNA, and then uh, everything has been redacted from the report. So will we ever find out the true owner of the cocaine? You can bring cocaine into the White House, and they can't catch you. That's a pretty amazing amazing statement. Okay, so, uh, Rob, you have announced that you will be gone for the entire month of December. Yes, that's correct. Mm -hmm. Uh, I didn't want to do it. I've done everything possible to avoid having to do it, but mm-hmm. uh, I've run out of run out of uh, maneuvering room with the upper management, and thus it appears I've either got to take these vacation days or lose these vacation days, and so um, I'm going to take these vacation days. Yeah, as you should. Don't be a martyr. Okay. Um, oh, I'm done with that. I've been a martyr for 39 years, Casey, and I've ended. I ended when I handed the template over to you, Casey. I've <laughs> ended my martyrdom in society <laughs> on all the, levels. They're going to give you the days you should take. I, I have I have stormed hills that should have never been stormed. My bullet ridden body is now just ravished as I my carcass lays at the bottom of a hill somewhere with a a lowly grave. Uh, you know, never getting the burial nor services I deserve. And so at this point, at 39 years of age, uh, this is where my martyrdom has, has ended with handing the template over well, to I'll tell you. you what, if you want to give me some of your days, I would be more than happy. Would you like to buy them? <laughs> I tried to sell them to Nigel. <laughs> he, he didn't take them? I don't think he thought I was actually serious, but... I, I, I would be more than happy to buy the days from you at a discounted rate, of yeah, course. Yeah, absolutely. No, okay, so let's say... <laughs> Let's say... Because, you know, nobody likes a vacation day more than me. Let, well, maybe Nigel, let, but I come in second Let's on that. say I said, because I was going to sell them back to upper management at 75 cents on the dollar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do I offer to sell it to you at 60 cents on the dollar? <laughs> if I just do something really nice for you, like do the template every day. What do I offer to sell it to you at 60 cents on the dollar? Because you're going to have to do the template regardless. Casey, do you not already have... Like, I feel like you have a lot of days to use. I have a couple, I think. I'll have to check, but yeah, I think there's a few days there. You know what? There may there may come a day in December where nobody's here. Yeah, that'd right? be terrible. I think that will happen. We'll, we'll just play, um, you know, polka music nonstop. <laughs> but Trucker John called and he wanted to comment on you taking an entire month off. Hey, don't, don't ever leave us like that again. You know, I know when Rob has a guest host, he tries to be the 
calmer, more normal one, and up against those would be the outlandish ones. But when Rob's not over the top, something just feels wrong in the world. <laughs> kind of the same thing I have with the new kinder, gentler Rob. It, it feels wrong! <laughs> so I was wrong there. I thought he was talking about your vacation. He's yeah. talking about the kinder, gentler Rob. Yeah. He doesn't like it. Can I point out something positive that happened to me today? Yeah. And it's the little things mm-hmm. in life, Casey. Mm-hmm. So when the other blonde lady left mm-hmm. and you took over, mm-hmm. she had quite a bit of stuff mm-hmm. left in the office. Yeah, you guys were like hoarders back there. Well, I warned her about this. That there were many valuable books back there, and she didn't believe me. And she said, you may have these books. And so I took them to one of these used bookstores mm-hmm. and got a nice meal at the Applebee's off of those books that were left. But she gave away almost all of her all of her stuff. And one of the things she gave away, there was a very fabulous shoe couch that it was a it was a couch in the shape of a high-heeled shoe. Mm-hmm. And I kind of asked, I didn't directly ask her not to do it, but I had it's a family program. I had quite a few fond memories with the shoe couch. Mm-hmm. And I have no idea what happened to the shoe couch. And It just disappeared. Somebody claimed it. And all of a sudden, I'm strolling down the hallway today, and there is the shoe, the shoe couch, just sitting in the hallway. It's back? So I'm tempted. Now, tell me this. If it's in the hallway, it's sort of like in the public sphere. (laughs) It's not like my Cheez-Its. You can't just take it. But I'm not taking it home. I'm not consuming it. I'm not eating the shoe couch. I'm tempting, tempted to take the shoe couch, though, and put it back in our office. Because clearly, there is no one here. No one is using the shoe couch. Correct. So whoever claimed that yeah. is no longer actively participating in the use of the shoe couch. They don't want the shoe couch anymore. Kev, you sat on the shoe couch. It's pretty nice, isn't it? Yeah, uh, I don't want to even know what happened, <laughs> what happened? on that shoe couch. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a little beat up. Take a little blue, but it's, it's blue light to the shoe it's couch. It's comfortable, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's nice. Kind of. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a very. It's really just a chair. It's yeah. Not a it's couch. more. Of, but it's like the. It's like the. Um, the fabric that you would get on a on a couch. It's. I mean. It's. It's very soft. Mm-hmm. And, and I just thought it would be nice to put it back where it belongs. And I think after the show today, I'm going to do that in your office. There's no room in your no, office. No, I'm going to put it where we it work really, together in yeah, the common it, area. It doesn't take up a lot of room at no, all. No, okay. no. We go. We can go view it when we go to commercial break I'm gonna, here. I'm going to have to check out the I, shoe It couch. might be right up your alley, too. I can't give you an opinion on it without knowing yeah, what you're talking about. But it was about. very nice to find the shoe couch and find out what happened to it. All right. Somebody did call and had a comment about what's going to happen here in December with you being gone. So Rob's going to mess the entire month of December. Watch the ratings skyrocket. <laughs> yes, undoubtedly, and the, and I and the fact that our, our uh, sister station B one zero five seven will have ninety three percent of all listeners as they play Christmas music. Mm-hmm. I want to watch our listeners just skyrocket. I'm yep. very excited for that. You know who did call? Gert called. Oh, Gert! Gert is back. Hey guys, this is Gert. I will miss Rob. I can't imagine that he can go a whole month. So my thought is. Maybe he can do different impressions of people, uh, impersonation, I guess is what I'm saying. And he can be even a grumpier old man or some old woman, and he can call into voicemail two or three times a week so he won't have to go cold turkey the whole month of December. We're going to mess you, Rob. Hurry back. And I know you're not gone yet. 
Love y'all. Bye. <laughs> I want Gert to fill in for we you. We should. Now. We should totally let Gert fill in. That would be such an awesome show. A steady diet of Casey's husband and Gert as our fill-in. <laughs> Let's put them two, for December. Put them together. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I I think she's got a good idea because I'd really like to hear your impression of a woman well, calling in the voicemail line. I do play a grumpy old man on this show every single day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Casey, I've, and I, you know me. I'm if nothing, I'm a very honest individual, mm-hmm. and I'm telling I'm telling you exactly how this is going to roll. Yeah, I. Uh, I am not going to think about radio at all the entire time I'm gone. I doubt that. But, I'm but going, keep going to. I will be here for Radiothon, so mm-hmm. I will put the professional hat back on that day. And because I mean, and look, God has blessed me with this, and I give all the thanks to the big man upstairs. I'm just so damn good at what I do that come January second, <laughs> I will not have thought about radio for an entire month, and it will be like we never missed a beat. Mm-hmm. Okay, we've got a couple more calls to get through before uh, Hammer joins us. You, ha- like you just said, there it's a nicer, gentler version yeah. of mm-hmm. Rob, and somebody wanted to call about that. Morning, guys. I was listening to your show yesterday, and. Rob was Rob was talking about how he's trying to have a nicer persona to get people to listen to him more. Kind of took me back to a guy I used to work with. Anytime I had a suggestion to him on a job, it was, oh, no, 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 we're going to do that. But then there was a couple times that I said, uh, well, my dad said we ought to do it like this. <laughs> Automatically, we done it just like my dad said. So... Anytime I wanted to do it my way, I just started saying, well, Dad said we could do it this way, and I have to do a lot more projects my way. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. People's personality, you know, human nature and everything, it's it's a funny world how, how we have to figure everybody out because everybody's different. Yep. You guys have a great show. You take care. Brilliant. So I should just start saying, well, our boss wants us to do it this way. Absolutely. Okay, Kevin, this last one is for you. Uh, Something about the voicemail intro. I was wondering if you might be able to play one for the heck of it. It would be a good, uh, for your call line. How about George Costanza? Believe it or not, George isn't home. You know, that copy of that. I thought mm-hmm. that would be kind of cute to do at least once. Okay. We, we used that once before, didn't we? Well, let's use it right now as we go into commercial break. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Believe it or not, George isn't at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out before I pick up the phone. Where could I be? Believe it or not, I'm not home. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. It's 1047. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And joining us from the number one rated Hammer and Nigel program, it is Jason Hammer. Hello. I'm glad you bring that up because sometimes we get so busy here, I forget to tell people thank you. Latest ratings came out a couple weeks ago, and our little afternoon program, number one Mm -hmm. in six plus, which is everybody, number one tied for number one, 2554 men, which is the bread and butter, number one, 35 plus. So God bless you people. Thank you so much. We need to ask David what our ratings were because I always just forget. 
Mm-hmm. And I would assume it, here's how it works in radio. If you're doing poorly, they let you know immediately. If you're doing well, they don't tell you and they never tell us. And then every six months when we get to see them, they're very good. So whenever I ask Matt about it, he just says, You're doing fine. Don't worry about they it. They don't they don't want you to know because then you use it as leverage when you're doing well. Bingo. Yeah. When it comes time for contract talk, bingo. When I don't hear from anyone and I'm just allowed to live in my little corner of the universe, I know I'm doing well. Well, the reason that we always do a victory lap, number one, we're just incredibly grateful that people tune into our little pony show every afternoon, so that's awesome. You know, we're radio nerds. I mean, you make a gajillion dollars half-assing it every day, and it's amazing (laughs) that you've been able to pull that off. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And number two, Let's be honest. In this building, nobody's ever going to give WIBC yeah, a pat true. on the back. Yeah. If Hank or B mm-hmm. do something amazing, there's a parade oh, yeah. out on Monument Circle. Well, hell, if they have a concert at 8-Second Saloon, there's like a 93-gun salute on Monument Circle for these people. <laughs> there's 85 emails that go out, oh, yeah. but we continue to be number one, and we're the people's champion, so thank mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. All right, so I heard you guys talking a little bit earlier about the cocaine investigation. Yeah. 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 Now there are some photos that may or mm-hmm. may not be be the coke joe biden claims he was not there during discovery right so that only leaves one person right i mean i think we all thought this was probably hunter biden's coke to begin mm-hmm. with yeah i wasn't ruling out joe biden and to be honest i'm still not how do they get that dude to stand up at the podium because he's he's out but for argument's sake let's just say that it is hunter biden's this just gives us a chance to play one of the great hammer and nigel records tunes of all time yeah. mm-hmm. featuring hunter biden a little cypress hill tribute called <laughs> cocaine in the ukraine <laughs> Who you trying to mess with, Esse? Don't you know who my daddy is? That Hunter Biden was trading on his father's office to make 50 grand a month for the Ukrainians. In October, he admitted it. Son of Joe Biden and boy, it's tough. I put the crack in the pipe and smoke it up. I like every day I'm freaking. Laptop freaking. Pictures of me on a cocaine vendor. Quick pro Joe got me working in the Ukraine gas company directing. The only thing I know about gas, you can have it. Now I got 50k a month in my pocket. For the director's charisma, I'm smashing. My dead brother's widow impregnated a stripper. But nothing is better than crack cocaine when you're rich and famous in the Ukraine. Cocaine in the Ukraine. There you go, a little classic wow. Hammer and Nigel Records tune for little you mood kids. music for yes. the show today. Yes, very wow. good. Very that, good. Was, that was amazing. I heard... Uh, Mr. Kendall, the yeah. representative from Brownsburg here, talking about how you've got quite a few vacation days to burn. So many. Me too. Yeah. There's a very good chance Rob and I are going to have the same vacation schedule. I, Wild. If I'm going to get my money's worth, and I don't want to leave anything on the table, right? Yeah, no yeah. reason to do that. I have to pretty much take all of December off. Yeah. Uh, now, my partner in the afternoon, I think he should have to work for everybody. Yes. Uh, yes. You know, I think he's taking enough time off for everybody you, you in the room there, combined. There's that insurance deal where you pay in, and then if you need it, you use it, mm-hmm. and it's like a you know, community involvement thing. Nige is the guy that goes to the doctor every single day and is like $93,000 in debt to the group insurance pool. <laughs> so uh, it's going to be the big Nige experience uh, pretty much all of December with yep. the exception of Radiothon. Mm-hmm. And I know you're probably going to be doing the same Absolutely, thing. Absolutely, yes. So here's an idea that I have. Oh, I like it. I think this was something that we were going to do during COVID year, but everything got shut down. Mm-hmm. 
The Hammer and Rob mandate at the casino. Hey, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> we meet up at the casino one day. Mm-hmm. We eat some of the yellow. We yeah. gamble on sports. Yep. We hit the blackjack like table. Yep. And Kevin can come too. Yeah. Whoever you want. Casey, yeah. if you want to show up. I, this sounds like an awesome day. Yeah. I want to go to we that. We were going to do that during during uh, when, when COVID hit. We were, I think we're going to do it for NCAA tournament. Yeah. First yeah. day of March Madness. Yeah, and they stole it from us. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I think the first ever Hammer and Rob mandate yep. has to happen because I agree. we've got nowhere else to go. Uh, we lost the house. That's the bad news. The good news is Hammer and I had a great time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what, though? I mean, he's he's so cheap. He's not going to gamble much. I would like, around Hammer. I, I'm, easily, I'm easily influenced by people I grew up wanting to be like. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like that episode of The Simpsons where Homer <laughs> talks Ned Flanders into putting his life savings on the roulette wheel, and he doesn't win. And then Homer just goes, well, let's move on. <laughs> That's what it's going to be like. Have you ever played blackjack, Rob? I have not. So when we went to Vegas, it was very expensive to be involved in those hands of blackjack. And yeah. Rob saw the the minimum table was five dollars and said no i'm out it was uh, I, but I, I did get uh it was like last night you at the pacers game i got joy out of watching your bet i didn't even need to participate and i get joy watching other people lose their life savings so i don't have to lose my my, my favorite thing when i was in vegas was watching some broad just pump dollar bills into there was some britney spears game mm-hmm. uh slot machine, slot machine type yeah. thing it was big and lit up and i mean she was just rolling the dollar bills in and i guess she went through a hundred dollars in an hour. It was uh, in no an time. An hour? Oh, it was very fast. She made yeah. it last. Yeah. You want a little inside baseball <laughs> on those type of machines mm-hmm. from a former casino employee? Yeah. yeah. So those machines you see that have celebrities or TV shows mm-hmm. on it, mm-hmm. like whether it's Britney Spears, whether it's House of Cards or whatever, those tend to pay out less yeah. because the house has to pay a marketing yeah, fee to get those things on the casino floor. Yeah. So your normal games that have like the cherries and the lemons mm-hmm. and those types of things. Uh, They tend to have a better payout Mm -hmm. as opposed to the ones you have to pay big licensing fees to. And the ones that have the, the people, the TV people, the max bet is always more expensive, too. Same reason? Yeah. They yep. gotta pay out that licensing fee. Good to know. I wish I would have known that last week I when hate, I was on vacation. I just hate losing. Like when I lose on sports, okay, it's three hours of entertainment. So let's say I lose five dollars. Well, I got. We talked about this the other night. You get five for five dollars. You get three hours of entertainment. There's nowhere else you're getting that. I don't feel like mm-hmm. even when I've lost that I've I've lost. I assume I'm going to lose these parlay bets or whatever. But if I lose five dollars in five minutes, now I'm pissed off because I think about how hard I had to work. I to loved get the- your upset if you lose five bucks in five minutes. Yeah. Is that is that not how it normally works? Most tables have like a ten dollar minimum, oh. so like one hand, uh-huh. you could lose ten bucks in twenty seconds. So instead of like a like a, <laughs> instead of like a drink, they would be bringing me water instead of a complimentary. Because uh, aren't they supposed to bring you uh, uh, alcohol out while you're gambling your family's fortune away? Right. Uh, that man will be receiving water and, and the kind from the dirty the dirty bowl. Because I've got a Jones in for a round of blackjack. Yeah. Because oh. I can play some blackjack oh, like a boss. I would love. I'll be like cousin Eddie. Remember when he shows up and. <laughs> Clark starts losing. I ain't seen a beating like that since somebody put a banana in my pants and turned a monkey loose. Mm-hmm. 
What did you see that Patrick Mahomes says that he wears the same pair of underwear on game days, and he has for years? I get that superstition. Yeah, I'm a superstitious dude. Did you do that with the radio show? You wear the same pair of underwear every single day, (laughs) as long as you're number one. They've never been washed, actually. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Now Mahomes says he only wears that pair on game day, Mm -hmm. and yes, they do get washed Mm -hmm. occasionally. Right. He's not like was it Lelouch or whatever in Bull Durham, (laughs) wearing the garters underneath. Uh, No, I'm a superstitious guy though. People know this. Like, if something's rolling, you know, nobody change anything. Don't mess and with don't, it. And don't ever congratulate Hammer on how well his bet's going. He will just scream at you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rob is like the guy that tells the pitcher, hey, you've got a no-hitter going. Don't support him in any shape, form, or fashion. Don't Stop tell him you're it. cheering for him. <laughs> just say, I hope you lose. You're going to mess it yeah. up. No bonding whatsoever. What's coming up today, Hammer? Uh, Tony Kennett will join us, and we got the biggest stories of the day. It's Kendall and Casey. It's 93 WIBC. Thank you.